<laughs> what? No. No, I'm the one who comes to your rescue. What are you talking about? Whatever, no. Hello and welcome back to A Star Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. We are your hosts, Jeffrey. And Di. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. Howdy-doody. Going all right, Di. Oh my goodness. So we're recording the day after Halloween. Yes. Spooky season is officially gone. 100%. Ugh. And it's Christmas time. <laughs> God. I'm going to play Mar- some Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, yeah. I, <laughs> it's so, it's and it happens every year. Because again, and if people who really know me know that like Halloween is my thing. Yeah. Like, I love Halloween. Yeah. But just that I really go in on experiences and doing things and all the spooky stuff. And so I started like September 1st, but even (laughs) then it still feels like it lasted all of two days and it's gone. Uh Uh-huh. And and I don't know, it kind of sucks, but yeah, I guess it's I mean, yeah, I will say Halloween (laughs) doesn't feel like Halloween like you used to, at least for me. I mean, as of recent years, yeah, definitely like at least for sure the last five years, I don't really dress up or go. I mean, I mean, I went out. One year, a couple years ago, but I don't really like go out of my way to be like, oh, what are we doing for Halloween? Like, Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. I'm also just super lazy to make (laughs) to make and do use do a costume. Sure, I get it. Like, yeah, eh. (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough, and especially on a Tuesday, and so it's like less less initiative to kind of go out and do it. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it's good. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, I guess Christmas is fine. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i get two weeks off for christmas for work i so. know i miss that i'm kind of like okay i'm looking forward to all the time off let's just say that because we do have daylight savings coming up which oh. is sunday tomorrow if you're listening to this on saturday oh my god and we fall back so we get another hour back so it's the good one. Oh my god and then we have veterans day coming up and then we have thanksgiving veterans day uh yes what the hell i thought we had one already no probably labor day maybe you're right yeah and so yeah so we're we're chock full of holidays and time off so there's there's an up i'm definitely looking forward to that um in other news or at least podcast news so thanks to everybody who checked out our live not live stream but our like live recording our video our video yeah. portion of a, of the pod yeah so yeah. for those of you who missed it it is on youtube um probably gonna leave it there but uh check it out and it, it is also streaming audio only uh where you get your podcasts but it's our mini marvel classic mini marvel we're just talking about all the good things and um yeah thanks for all the the positive reviews and and excitement and 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 all the good stuff uh people seem to enjoy it so that's really cool i hope so yeah, yeah. That, um, i mean we're definitely down to do it again if, yeah. if you guys like seeing our faces <laughs> <laughs> i know i forgot what somebody said but they were just like it's it's funny to actually see how we interact 
with the dialogue and also like when we I don't some of the jokes that we do yeah. and like your reactions especially to things because uh-huh. like some because sometimes when it's just silent people don't know how to visualize what kind of face you're making like I, I oh, know yeah, 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 yeah. I know and I react but yeah. like for people to see that like your reactions genuine reactions are pretty funny as well as like the impersonations and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was Andrew um was like didn't expect to have a Mobius impression on my bingo card. And I was like, dude, it, it came out of nowhere. Like it, I couldn't help it. But um, yeah, like stuff like that, which is pretty fun. So yeah, we'll hopefully do it again sometime. Um, and in the very least for mini Marvels, all, all things considered. Um, and so Loki season two, what episode we're on... This week was episode five, I guess. So we only have one more until the season finale. And we're recording before season uh, episode five. That's right. So we just did the whole Victor Timely thing, uh, which was pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, I I have no prediction. I have no solid prediction. I know, which is really good. Yeah. I have no idea. Like after after the ending of what happened in episode four, I was like, oh. Because, spoiler alert, he straight up died. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah, so I was like, oh, so what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, I said to to my friend uh, who was visiting, I was like, you know, I'm almost wondering, like, is is there a version of this, like, spoiler alert, where Miss Minutes is, like, a variant of Ravona? Like, is she a Renslayer variant in some mm. way? And, what is the possibility of that? And is Renslayer gonna turn and be the worst one? Like, I, there's so many ways that could it could go. Yeah. Um, many of which I'm sure are gonna be answered in this this episode that just passed. That were you know as we're recording. So I, I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm sad to see that it's already ending. I know. <laughs> but because um, after yeah. the finale, it's uh, the Marvels. Yeah. So. Yeah. crazy last time we'll see loki for who knows i know <laughs> um speaking of loki so there was that thing that i mentioned in the mini marvel i think or even our kang episode about the loki charms yes the cereals and there's also <laughs> spider-man wheaties yeah for the game and so i had to decide between the two like, if I were to have one... Were they not both available in store? They were. Uh, they were both available, but I was like, Wheaties. <laughs> but also, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So I chose one. And I got... Loki Charms! Loki Charms! Oh, that looks so sick. And so this is... it's, And I think it's cooler than the oh, first my, one. My eyes. <laughs> yeah, so it has a lenticular cover. I'll put a video or uh, and, and pictures of it on social media, but... Yeah, it's it's all fashioned like the retro TVA style. It's pretty cool. Um, I kind of wish that they had actually changed the shapes, but I know that would have been a big ask. <laughs> yeah. Because they only made so many boxes. I'm not sure how much that one was, but yeah. Well, this is crazy. It's pretty cool. Are pretty you going to cool. eat the cereal? I mean, <laughs> I think I can figure out. I can, I think I can finagle the box and and close it up and stuff but but yeah so i did not get the spider-man ones i'm sure it's really cool if anybody has one uh send us a picture they do have two versions one of miles and one of parker oh it's so sick and so you can i don't think you can put them together to make one spider like you know like the silhouette of their face yeah like it's only half their face ah. but i don't think you could put them together i think it's on the same side of the box but 
they sold out of the limited edition version of they always so do i was like wow that's a lot of money for a box of cereal but whatever <laughs> it's a collector's item um and so speaking of spider-man 2 uh yeah so i anticipated to be done by now along with jeff but uh halloween did not agree with that so halloween was like no 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 you're gonna enjoy me before you finish this game so we're gonna actually cover uh the gameplay and the game itself story the, the main story spoilers and all in our next episode because i will hopefully be done with the very least the story mode um but i know jeff has finished and he's on and hopefully i'll i'll be done by it the second <laughs> time I'm, I'm, I'm in my i'm in my second playthrough yeah of road to another 100 percent. now are you the type of gamer that will go all the way to the hardest or do you just go one above i average? usually i usually don't ever do the hardest ones um after i be i don't know because there's actually there's not that many games where I'm like, ooh, I need to play through that story again because I know yeah. it's coming. Yeah. But with Spider-Man games, because of like the combat, I really love the combat. Yeah. And I love like the gadget system this year. I know a lot of people, mm-hmm. I know, I, re- I remember reading like some people didn't like it. Mm. Um, I like the flying, the traversal I is love also. the tra- traversal, yeah. It's so good. So I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, let's just do it again. Might as well since I beat, I literally yeah. beat the game in like, a couple of days after the opening yeah. weekend. I feel like every, all of my gamer friends finished within the first yeah. 72 or more hours. But yeah, so I'm like really so I was like, oh, I think, And then I was like, oh, I'd play that game again. So yeah, yeah I was like, I'm just, I just went one above yeah. um, the, the default. Yeah. I don't know if I'll do it on ultimate because. <laughs> um, I could. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I play Call of Duty, so I get raged just by dying. <laughs> So if I keep dying during yeah. a single player game, sure. it's going to even be worse. I'm like, what? Yeah. How did I not die? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And you live with people. Yeah. Right? Well, it was just, just like, your roommate. I just, I'll just get like frustrated. Cause yeah. I'm like, sometimes like I'll yell at myself. I'm like, I'm hitting circle. I'm hitting dodge. Yeah. What is going on? How is he able to hit me? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and when a brute is able it hits me, it does so much damage. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. What the hell? I hate those big guys. I mean, and I know we said we would save this for the next episode, but I hate the big guys yeah. where you could feel like they're like about to swing and then they still hit you even though you try to parry and then you get slapped across the screen. Yeah. So like, And then they come back again and it's over. So I'm treating the second playthrough like, like oh, what can I do better? <laughs> how can I how, I'll level up more so I can, my combat will yeah. be a little bit more advanced and yeah. I can practice and your health too yeah that's yeah. really a big thing too and <laughs> yeah. the focus but yeah, yeah we'll get in we'll yeah. get into that so the next episode yeah yeah I can't wait so so yeah I'll be done by then um if you're playing or have played or have never played we'd love to hear from you too so so be sure to send us all your your comments um on Spider-Man too um that said uh well we can dive into the episode and so just in time for the, the the tail end of spooky season. And before we get into that, of course, we're not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. And so, yeah, we'll be nerding out over Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night. Ooh. Woo. Woo. Um, So, created by Roy Thomas, Jeannie Thomas, Jerry Conway, and Mike Plug. Um, Jack Russell... Uh, ironically enough and named, uh, made his first appearance in Marvel Spotlight number two in February of 1972. And so 
Depending on your source, uh, this actually may have been published or at least printed in 1971, but dated 72. And this was one of the sub titles where they would introduce other characters into the fold. And so both Captain Marvel, well, Ms. Marvel and Star-Lord were also released under this particular comic book title. Mm -hmm. And so this one um, focused on Werewolf by Night. Uh, do you want to give a, uh, a guess the cover price on this one? 72. I'm going to go. <clears throat> fi- 15 cent. Close. Not quite. A little under. You, you're under. I'm under? You're under. Oh, my God. I know. It's interesting because like. That is interesting. Yeah. Because he's like. As we recall, like the 60s or 63 was about 12 cents. Exactly, yeah. And so you think, okay, 10 years later, less than 10 years later, it has jumped to a whopping 25. 25? 25. Inflation, man. (laughs) Inflation. So here's uh, the picture of the cover. It pretty much tells you everything you need to know. And so this character is particularly interesting because... Mm. He falls under the category or the umbrella of classic universal or horror monsters, right? Yes. These are one of these like the mummy, Dracula, invisible man type of deals. And so it was almost like a, a an open like public domain type of weirdness uh-huh. where um, a similar character was published under Atlas Comics uh, in Marvel Tales number 116. And so that was back in 1953. So it was almost 20 years prior, they actually introduced Werewolf. Um, but because of the creation of the Comics Code Authority yeah. in 1954, it was basically like comics cannot be like graphic or have horror or have like gratuitous amounts of violence. Yeah, And so <laughs> they had to pump the brakes and revisit. They were like, okay, well... We can't do that because he's a werewolf. Yeah. It's graphic violence. Like he literally kills people all the time. And so most of these horror centric uh, creatures had to be tucked away until Marvel was able to to figure out a way to kind of get through it and the loophole. And thankfully, um, the 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 code um, had was a bit more lenient by Mm -hmm. the 70s. And so just in time. You know, Stan was was like, okay, they're they're easing up. Let's go. Let's do something. And so they then released this new version of the character uh, with a human side named Jack Russell, hmm. who apparently was not named after the dog. It was wow. not, it was not intentional. You would he think. just yeah, he just happened to be named uh, Jack Russell. But we'll of course get into that because there is a bit more depth to that name choice. But. Um, as far as this comic value goes, the highest that I was able to find on Shortbox was a CGC 9.2 uh, for $1,700, um, whereas on eBay, a CGC 9.4 is going for a very strange, very distinct price of $4,222.22. Oh my gosh. Somebody really likes even numbers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then um, the fair market value for the book at at a 9.2, 3 or 4, it goes anywhere between 1600 and 3000 bucks. So the person on eBay is shooting way too high. The person on Shortbox is just about right. So, so yeah, you could expect to get a book uh, graded for that much. 
Um, and then the lowest, somebody is selling a no grade version of it, no cover, as no cover. No cover and no back cover, I think. Um, for a hundred, it's so bizarre. Yeah, I just don't. I still don't understand why people do this for a hundred bucks. Wow. Um, and then on eBay, also a no grade. I think it's the same book, and it might be the same seller for one twenty five. So they're trying to make a little, little more money. A over little there. something, I guess. Yeah. Whereas you can get a raw copy for one hundred and twenty five dollars. Oh my god. So if you just go to the right person. You get a, a copy that's loose, and then you go grade it yourself, and it'll probably be more than that. It's better than a no grade, I'll say that yeah. much. Um, and I did also find a 1.8 for 200 bucks. Not too bad, but, you know, might as well shoot for the stars and get yeah. a little, little better one. Um, so, yeah, first exposure to this character. I mean, well, I mean, have- well, werewolf in general, yeah. I feel like yeah. been in, you kind of uh, been exposed to it forever yeah going back to the universal studio exactly yeah the wolfman as they call so i mean yeah every time i would go to universal studios there's always a werewolf yeah like i used to because i used to go to the i don't know if you uh would go to this all the time at when you go to universal the special effects kind of show yeah i love that i love that show it It was so good i was just thinking about that the other yeah like it's what i was like one of my favorite shows because i would go to universal like every summer as a kid and so I was like, oh, let's go to the special effects show. You go from room to room. You're doing that, like they're doing the knife thing where they're they're oh, yeah. cutting someone's arm, but it's like, oh my god, chocolate like, syrup. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just corn syrup and like yeah. and food coloring. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then yeah. I remember see, seeing the werewolf. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh my god, this thing is huge. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Universal is like, I mean, they're the original. Yeah. Right. The Universal like, monsters. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, same. Uh, I. I don't really remember. This is, you know, one of the ones where I don't recall the Marvel version almost whatsoever until maybe, maybe mm. the 2000s. Like when I started, when, when the access from Marvel Unlimited, you know, this is a ad free plug, yeah. um, but from the app, because, you know, it would just randomize sometimes and it shows you like, oh, maybe you might want to check out this comic. Yeah. And so the access to all those comic books that were either out of print or way, 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 way from the classics is at the forefront. So it's just easy to breeze through mm. four issues without having to pay an, an, a crazy amount of money to have them, you know? So, so yeah, I don't think, ugh, I don't remember at all. Like I probably have some trading cards of him, but as far as I was concerned, he was also the Wolfman, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know anything about him other than he had the name Jack Russell and I thought it was really funny. Yeah, well, he's a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I never really knew anything about the character until very recently, especially, you know, ahead of the the uh, the, the, the Disney Plus TV special, as they call it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned the Universal thing, the, the special effects show, because um, in my rewatch, because I watched the black and white immediately jumped into the color version. So mm. I watched it back to back. Oh, wow, nice. And immediately cartwheeled into the director by night. And so it's all about oh. Michael Giacchino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the document- mini documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talked about how when they were children, his brother does at least, they used to love making movies and they used to love going to Universal Studios for that same reason. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool actually. Yeah. And so it all comes back full circle, but... But yeah, as far as the character goes, so I have my little mini book here. <laughs> I love this book so much. And he's actually in here. So if you must know, he is six foot 
eight inches tall. Only? When Damn, I thought it'd be at least over werewolf. seven foot. Yeah, no, as a werewolf. Um, and I'm going to say werewolf a lot. Um, 300 pounds. <laughs> uh, but his short bio says, victim of a lycanthropic curse passed down from his 18th century ancestor, Jack Russell can become a wolfman at will and always... When the moon is full, most times Jack locks himself in a safe room, but occasionally the werewolf by night hunts evil as a reluctant hero. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. It's very like, again, it's, it's like the traditional sense of the character, but they've added these like modernized nuances yeah. to kind of make it Marvel way. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we can get into that right now. So, as funny as the name Jack Russell is, his actual name is actually Jacob Russoff. Mm. And so despite being a, which is very rare in Marvel Comics, a Los Angeles-based character, My gosh. Jack's lycanthrope lineage actually begin as, began as early as 1795 when a Romanian ancestor by the name of Grigori was bitten by a female werewolf servant of Dracula's. So this is like, I don't know about you, and I don't know if you watched like Dracula, all the various iterations of Dracula yeah. and Van Helsing and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So immediately the tonality of these stories immediately comes to mind based on all that stuff. Immediately. So I, I, I hear like the thunder and it's dark and gray and all that stuff. And it's it really sets the tone for the story. And so... Grigori was bitten by this werewolf servant who who used to be like I guess you could say captive um mm -hmm. of, by Dracula. She got out and you know they got into a squabble. He got bitten, but the bite itself didn't affect the bloodline. So it affected him, but he had children before the bite and it didn't immediately affect them. They weren't like a pack of wolves. Uh, like he was just a werewolf that was like in in remission, if you will. Oh. Yeah. And so Grigori's great-great-grandson, Baron Gregory Russoff, acquired these scrolls of the Dark Hold. Wow. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, and he recited this incantation of lycanthropy, for those of you who don't know what that is. <laughs> a supernatural affliction, affliction of which humans are said to physically shapeshift into wolves and it triggered the curse so he was just he was he was trying to get a hold of the scrolls cuz they're obviously powerful yeah and then by reciting the 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 incantation he made he ensured that that gen, that sleeping gene mm -hmm. awoken and so he cursed himself and, and, and he would become a, a werewolf like his great-great-grandfather was. And so um, it's, it's very interesting because when you read the Marvel Spotlight issue, the way that they go back and forth and show you like how it all happens, it's very, very theatrical. You know, like it's the, it's, he's a wolf and he's got like shredded jeans and the mob is coming after him, at least Gregory, you know? Yeah. And so... They kill him. They inevitably kill him. And then the people discover, oh, it's the Baron. Uh, and, you know, so they tell his wife, who was pregnant with the second child at the time, like, hey, what the heck is going on? And she she was actually American um, born. So uh -huh. she goes back to the United States with her children. And um, she then renamed 
uh, renamed. She then remarried a man named Philip Russell. Uh, and it's later revealed that Philip was actually Gregory's brother. Jeez. So Gregory and Laura married. They have two children, Jack and Lisa. Gregory dies. Yeah. Laura returns to America, marries Philip, who is Gregory's brother. So the children, the children's... <laughs> Jeffrey just shaking his head like what yeah so the children are raised by their stepfather who is also their uncle what (laughs) yeah it's it's all kind of it's all kind of convoluted and and Philip himself is also kind of shady so what it came down to is that that Laura and Philip were actually in a relationship before she met Gregory so Gregory stole Laura from his brother to which, after he dies, she then goes back to him. So it's not so bad, but she's, I don't know, it's all kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, uh, over time, Jack's lichen um, curse then kicks in on a full moon on his 18th birthday. So the issue itself actually opens where he's kind of telling the story of like how he's having this dream where he's going through the streets and you know the sounds that he hears and there's a person that he sees in the alleyway and tries to ki- tries to stab him but he's able to like fend them off and he ends up killing the person and he wakes up and he's like oh it was just a dream but it's it was a reality so he began to shapeshift without realizing it um on his 18th birthday that's crazy yeah and so it began as something he absolutely could not control. Yeah. It was very much the, the very trope. It's like, usually how it starts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of like, oh, I can't contain myself. I don't know what's happening yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. And, yeah. <laughs> and then he's, oh, and he becomes a werewolf, um, as we've seen in, in many other films. So he remained that way for two years before this cult called The Three Who Are All partially lifted the curse and it, it allowed um, Jack to voluntarily shapeshift at any time and retain his human intellect while in werewolf form. So it, it's it's very much a Hulk-like situation, at least in the early days, where as Jack, Jack Russell, he's mm-hmm. fine. He He's he's a usual, like the sly-talking guy, whatever. But the minute he turns into a werewolf, he is a wolf. Like he does not have any idea or recollection of what Jack Jack knows, but he does refer to himself in third person. Uh-huh. So he's werewolf and he's like, oh, Jack knows this person. Jack knows that woman, but I do not. And so it, 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 he was he had this back and forth for quite a while. Um, but, but since then, since the cult, n- no one has actually been able to successfully aid Jack with the werewolf curse. So even to this day, he still has issues retaining his his uh his power over the curse he he can't quite get a ring uh, a hold on it so um so yeah so like the the little book little book says there are times where he'll still lock himself up in a safe room if he knows that there's a full moon coming yeah or you know what have you and it's it's like oh well that's that's his thing like and i'm sure that there are many side stories where scientists have tried to help him because jack in in the comics he doesn't especially modern times he does not have a set place in the marvel universe you know what i mean he kind of jumps around a bit yeah so there's like monster adjacent uh characters and those circles he runs in those circles but like he's not in 
he's not always in like a Spider-Man book. He's not in a Fantastic Four book. So those characters that are very scientific driven aren't around, even though they do cross paths. He's more with the Moon Knight, the Morbius. He's all with those kinds of characters. Yeah. And, you know, they're all cursed. So they're just in a little curse bubble among themselves. Um, But on the cinematic side of things, Jack Russell also werewolf uh is portrayed by gail uh garcia bernal mm-hmm. fantastic actor um first and last scene in 2022's werewolf by night tv special and so in the in the tv special itself um you don't get a distinct sense of his origin too much in fact like you don't even know that he is likened until i don't know 15 minutes in maybe a third in yeah almost half and so uh, Jack is, is more or less introduced as a monster hunter who participates in a ceremonial hunt in order to win the coveted bloodstone. Um, they call it the blood gem in, in the comics. It was the blood gem of the blood of the uh, bloodstone family. Uh-huh. And then I think they realized like that's repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just call it the bloodstone and save the gem part. Um, and so the, all these folks are trying to acquire this very powerful bloodstone and it, it's more or less a supernatural relic of, of the family by the same name. Um, and it's, it's subtitled as a weapon like no other. So they don't really distinguish like what power it has other than the fact that it makes whoever has it incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have any direct relation with the stone, the other, the infinity stones whatsoever. It's just another gem. Um, and of course, you know, in, in the special little do the other hunters realize that Jack himself is also, uh, a monster afflicted with a curse or ability of turning into a werewolf. Um, and he's just looking for his friend, (laughs) which is really cute. Um, I remember cause I, for whatever reason, I was more familiar with man thing who yeah. is the giant monster yeah. than I ever was with werewolves. So to see that it was it was him that Jack was attempting to save, like really brought it home from I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. I really loved super it. Super wholesome. Yeah, super <laughs> duper wholesome because it's, it's quite literally all he's trying to do. Um, and of course it doesn't go so easily. Um, and then I was going to say, oh, we did a poll on social media. And I was very curious because I wasn't sure how people were going to answer. But I did put which version. The question was, which version of this TV special do you like more? Oh, the colored or the black, black and white and, uh-huh. color or I haven't seen it yet. Ah. And 57% of people on Instagram said they hadn't seen it yet. Mm. What's happening here? It's only Why like 40 nobody... minutes. Yeah, it's well, it's like 52. 52, sorry. But it's still, it's less than an hour long. I think it's fantastic. But I'm very curious why people don't watch it. Why I mean, would have, You've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, like I wonder why people haven't I mean, watched it yet. Maybe just haven't gotten to it. Maybe. I guess so. Yeah. I would think that the color vision would at least inspire people to watch it. But I will say, if you haven't watched it yet... I would just stick to the black and white. I I I almost wished I had watched color first and then black and white. Yeah. Because the black and white version's like fantastic. Yeah. It's really really good. Very moody like it's yeah. like yeah. It really sets a nice tone. The the colored version um and especially you know with the the ending that it has it it really comes together very well, but the color version to start it in color and end it in color 
I, I don't know. It wasn't as impactful for me, but it still had a grainy 80s feel, yeah. which I thought was also very genius because it's, it is a treatment that they've chosen that Michael Giacchino like chose to process the film in to give it that sort of feel that wasn't quite modern, but just modern enough. You okay? What would you, what would you categorize as far as like the TV special goes? How, how did you enjoy it? How did you absorb it as a Marvel MCU fan? I mean, I'm always, I always love, especially the, um, not one-offs, but like something that kind of derives a little away from the main MCU. Obviously, technically everything still is part of the MCU, but seeing something that's brand new, I'm always all for it. And it's like, it's easy to take in. It's not like it's like a, a series that, you know, we're forced to watch. It's like, it's a special presentation. It was for Halloween last year Mm -hmm. and it was like super cool, enjoyable Mm -hmm. and seeing like their take on like classic kind of movie horror. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was good. Yeah. Black and white version. I was like, I was like, Oh, this, this feels, Mm -hmm. this feels nice. Yeah. 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 And like now it's like, Oh, this now. And then at at the end of it, it's kind of like, Oh wait, this person's also, Mm -hmm. or this character's in the MCU now technically. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting considering that, we just talked about and we just had that question from super fanboy guy about like what would you what like do you think marvel should do standalone films and werewolf by night is a perfect example of a standalone Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily inter interweave with the rest of the mcu but could if they really wanted to if they chose to to, yeah. yeah and um and it was also yeah like again it was something very different that deviated from quote unquote the norm yeah, that would be the MCU, and so for all those reasons alone, I love it. Like, totally love it. I thought it was really great, um, and yeah, it introduced us to a whole other suite of characters that we might have not gotten <laughs> otherwise, right? Like, yeah. when would they have ever created something for werewolf? Like, like this alone, like just me talking about it. It's like it's so. It's such a. People are always going to think of Werewolf in London, like even Michael Jackson's Thriller, like other yeah. things that have werewolves embedded in them over this. Yeah, but like in today's like scape, scope of things, it's like a character like this would like only probably introduce like technically in like a movie. Yeah. Like it's a cameo in the movie. Like, oh, who's that? And I was yeah. like, oh, it was Werewolf. Da, yeah. da, da. And then we'll probably never, never see, see or hear from yeah. them again. Whereas in this space of streaming and... yeah. You know, you can do kind of whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, 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 oh, like, why not take this character that we have? Let's just, let's create a, like a 50, 45, 50 minute special on mm-hmm. it and see how it does. Mm-hmm. And like, see like what kind of like the initial like feedback is or yeah. like, or, or it's like, oh, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's also like a stepping stone for, for, for filmmakers. Like we said, it's Michael Giacchino's mm-hmm. first directorial debut yeah Yeah. so it's like it's also like a thing too yeah so why not yeah which is really interesting because i don't remember why i didn't watch it last year the director by night special but it was very interesting in that uh he had a very similar approach uh as far as kevin feige came with james gunn so kevin Mm -hmm. feige you know more or less was like so james who, if you could do any movie, who would you want to do? And James was like, Guardians of the Galaxy. And he's yeah. like, what? Are you sure? <laughs> and so he had, Michael Giacchino had a, a very similar situation in that Kevin Feige had approached him to do the music for something because he's already done, he had already done many, many other suites. That didn't he, he did Spider-Man. He did the Tom Holland films. And so 
Kevin approached him about working on something else, and he said, "Hey, have you? Is what is something you want to do that you haven't done yet?" He's like, "Well, I'd actually love to direct something," and you know, he had this very, again, he had this very colorful sort of background growing up in and making super eight films which is pretty awesome yeah and so he was basically living the the you know the 70s kids dream like by by what he was doing and and you know he had a bunch of playmates they would always make these movies you know like in their backyards and in their neighborhoods and so it was always something that he had wanted to do uh, at the root of it and so kevin more or less gave him the opportunity okay well let's let's do it what would you want to do and he's like werewolf by night and kevin was like what? <laughs> and and Michael even said it was because when he was a kid, he read the comics. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool that he didn't, of all the characters he could have possibly have chosen, he yeah. did choose somebody that he thought was interesting. And I think he did a marvelous job with yeah. it. No pun intended. Um, and the, for the fact that it's his debut exactly. is mind-blowing. Yeah, but also it's like, that's also like a good place to start because... Yeah. It's very tough to give a first time like director like a big movie, like a big two and a half hour movie, two right. hour movie. So why not kind of like, okay, like let's see what you can do mm-hmm. with uh with like a forty minute with Special, this character yeah. and th- with this allotted budget. Yeah. And you know, like you said about like like like, oh, what character do you want to do? Like sometimes it's not like just just about that. It's like, okay, then it's like how much can- money can you give me? Like mm-hmm. what can I do? So there's a lot of like factors and like politics that go around into sure. getting something made that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. so but yeah just it's like a little taste of like oh nice yeah he did such a great job i love it i have to say i'm having a hard time believing you hunted and killed monsters well i'm not that type of hunter and so um from there we'll move on to powers and paraphernalia so thanks to the curse of lycanthropy um jack has superhuman attributes including strength stamina agility reflexes speed acute senses and durability as well as enhanced claws and teeth and regenerative healing factor Mm. he also excels in hand-to-hand combat shock um and like the classic tales silver affects the monster so if people come with him at uh, you know, with with any sort of silver weapon, his wounds will heal. But if he gets shot by a silver bullet, especially to the heart, it will absolutely kill him. Um, I think he's died a couple of times in the comics, but you know he's been reincarnated, not reincarnated, but he's been brought back to life, reanimated yeah. in some way, um, in a very classic monsters sort of method. Um, and and for the cinematic version, yeah, I I. They don't really, again, they don't really say, they don't really give you specifics because, again, it's not a traditional MCU film. Yeah. So, um, but it's really, it's it's very likely that it's the same uh, and it's it's the case with uh, the cinematic version. Um, in its place, the Bloodstone has an adverse effect to the monster with Jack and, like, weakening him as the silver would. Yeah. So I think it's sort of like a, not a substitution, but like, Let's just input this since it ties it more together than like silver. Let's hit him with silver. Like the, yeah. everybody knows that. Like you know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, like we mentioned before, the bloodstone itself it just grants the wielder uh, increased strength and longevity. So, so even though when they would put it on the monster against its will, it's weakening them. But if it's just a human bearing it they become powerful. So we see that throughout the film and unfortunately it affects him adversely. Um, as for his aesthetic, 
yeah, originally Jack looked more like the classic Wolfman of 1941, and as in the TV special, um, which is <laughs> is interesting because I I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out. Right, like from the <laughs> from his first appearance. Here's a picture for you, Jeff, and he just like it's very. <laughs> it's like a big yeah big man wolf man monkey wolf. with pants right he looks a little, <laughs> he looks a little bit like sasquatchy in the face yeah um it's it's very interesting and then here's his transformation and he is very much like a caucasian man in yeah. the comics with like reddish brown so hair fur. <laughs> <laughs> he's very furry he does look a bit ape-like in a weird way um but yeah you know he's he was drawn like that for the majority of his his origin stories and his his opening years yeah um and yeah in the in the comics he did eventually begin to look like an actual wolf uh uh about 10 years in and so like on our doc jeff, jeff you'll see Another yeah. picture from the comics where it is much more like the, I guess, modern day wolf look. Yeah. Very muscular, probably, probably seven feet something tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this, this sort of look, this picture is actually uh, not of Jack specifically, but um, he does look like an, a wolf like this uh, after his appearance in Moon Knight number 29 uh, in 1982, 83. So um, that's... I think it's a four issue or three issue crossover where mm -hmm. uh, werewolf very seamlessly guest stars in the Moonlight um, comic when it was drawn by the great uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. And so it's very gritty. Bill Sienkiewicz is a very scratchy sort of artist. He's yeah. very, like very jagged. And, and so his, his uh, aesthetic fit perfectly with, with Wolfman and Wolfman. <laughs> with werewolf and and moon knight and yeah and it's it's kind of that whole occult like tone mm -hmm. that brings the two characters together perfectly too yeah because you know you you know what moon knight you get the mummy the egyptian lore all that good stuff yeah and then the the schizophrenia on top of that. <laughs> like there's a lot Don't going even get on start. yeah <laughs> um so it's a lot of that goodness and so uh yeah it's definitely one to check out and then, of course, uh, the the MCU version. He's he's a bit more like the original uh, werewolf, where he's kind of got furry, curly hair, and he looks a little wolfy in the face. But he's not too wolf-like. He's still human in some aspects. Um, and there is one major detail and Easter egg of the cinematic version, and that's the markings. And so from the beginning. You kind of get like you're like, what is the deal? Because yeah. he has these white markings all over his face, yeah. and so uh, it's a callback actually to Jack, one of Jack's comic book origins, where um, a devil worshiping cult led by uh, a character named Scholar Belial, Belial, <laughs> <laughs> tried to sacrifice Jack for a satanic hunt, and so this is when Moon Knight comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, and helps him. Jack managed to escape, but he he then you know he's adorned with these tattoos that remind him like someone's always going to come after you for your power, so uh -huh. don't forget. So in the comics, he actually has like a I believe it's a crescent or a half moon or a crescent moon on his forehead, and then he has another moon on his on his uh, tattooed on his chest. 
So it's it's just a reminder. It's more or less a reminder. So it's it's interesting that they would give it to the cinematic version because then that sort of, you know, if you know, you know. If, but it also alludes that there's more to him already that's already happened. And so the version we're being introduced to is seasoned already. He's past his origin story and he's already like yeah. kind of comfortable being who he is and with the curse. Um, and of course, a shout out to Maya C. Rubio, uh, who's contributed to many of the MCU uh, costume designs by now, including the Thor films as well as WandaVision, and she did the work on Werewolf by Night. Um, and from there, we'll go to family, friends, and affiliations. So <laughs> there isn't too much here. You know, we we talked about his crazy family <laughs> yeah. earlier on. His sister, Lisa, it's also worth mentioning, she had the the lichen curse as well, but it was uh, it was actually... She was, uh, you know, relieved of it, if you will. Yeah. But the two major characters that we will talk about that uh, cross over in both versions of uh, the comic and the cinematic universe are, um, first, Elsa Bloodstone. So, <laughs> three words, badass monster hunter. Yep. Um, I've said time and time again, uh, the various times we've mentioned her, Elsa is definitely a character that I'd like to cover on her own. So, we won't go into her that much. Um, but yeah, they, they, in the comics, they've crossed paths over and over again. They're in a title called Legion of Monsters together uh-huh. because again, she's a monster hunter. So, uh, the chaos follows, <laughs> uh, and then in the cinematic universe, Elsa Bloodstone portrayed by the amazing Laura Donnelly. I just, I can't unsee Jessica Jones. Like I want them to be related in some way (laughs) (laughs) i can see it she's very close yeah they they have some very distinct uh likenesses but um both elsa and jack in the cinematic universe they they bond over um elsa's bloodline so so she's a direct descendant of the character ulysses bloodstone who brings all those monsters together well hunters together and then of course they become allies uh the the minute the hunt starts and then that that part where jack is learning her scent like kills me it's just like gail garcia like like <laughs> sniffing the hell yeah out it's of like her. who are you yeah. yeah he's like i have to remember you <laughs> <laughs> but i loved i loved the way that she was so spicy and british like i love the fact she's british of course but yeah super spicy character not unlike her her comic book version um and it's interesting that part in particular is very interesting especially as a comic book reader because he he even says it in it's like the tattoos right he's kind of calling back to stories that have not been told in the mcu yet but do originate from the comics so he says that only one person he's only been she said like has this worked before yeah and he goes only once and then you're like who was the one like yeah. who is it who tell us and they never tell you yeah but in the comics it's it's this whole other thing which we'll get to shortly um but the other character worth noting as far as his uh friends and affiliations go is man thing aka dr theodore ted salas <laughs> and so in the comics this is another one we can get into eventually because he actually does have a really cool origin story um it's very similar to some of our other characters that have dealt with science and so um so Ted <laughs> was a young biochemist who worked with colleagues in an attempt to recreate the super soldier serum. 
And so uh, he worked with uh, familiar names like Dr. Bobby Morse, who is Mockingbird, Mm -hmm. as well as um, Dr. Kurt Connors, the lizard. And so uh, for Ted in the story, he... He injects himself with the version of the serum that he has in, a, in an attempt to stop thieves. So they were trying to steal the work. They were just, they came uh, in, they were trying to resell it. And he's like, oh, I can handle this if I if I take the serum. Yeah. They can't steal it and also I can stop them. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, he failed big time. And he instead changed himself with equal parts science and magic. And he fell into a swamp. And then he became the man thing. So funny. Yeah. So it's kind of like he tripped over his own shoelaces type of deal. <laughs> and then, well, he's a giant man thing. Um, and he, uh, Ted also was uh, once me- a member of the Legion of Monsters alongside Werewolf by Night, the Manphibian. Man, oh my God, these <laughs> names, man. <laughs> so good. Kantu, the Living Mummy, and Morbius, the Living Vampire. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's a great that's a great boy band right there. Um and then of course in the cinematic end of the spectrum, Man Thing, aka simply known as Ted. <laughs> it's funny because like you think it's a joke when he's like what does she say like what do, what do I call him and he's like his name is Ted. Oh yeah. And you're just like what? like really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ted. Yes, Ted. Um, but yeah, it's his name is Dr. Theodore Salas. So, he is a Ted. And so uh, performed by Carrie Jones for the motion capture and uh, the the editor of the special uh, actually provided his vocalizations, Jeffrey Ford. Nice. So that's pretty awesome. I was like, yeah. wow. Can you imagine? They're like, is, is there anything else you can do, Jeff? And he's like, I can sound like a horse. And they're like, great. <laughs> and so he sounds like the, like those, those sounds that's he funny. does. Yeah. And he edited the special. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing. about right. Maybe he was editing. He was like, oh, I need a sound for him. And he was like, yeah. oh, I'll just record. That's that a very editor thing to do. That'd be amazing. You're like, oh, I need, I need, I need something to just put a sound yeah. in there. And then you're like, oh, I'll just do it. That's so cool. And then it ended up being like, yeah. like oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love Ted. Oh, my God. He's, he sounds great, too. I think he did some a great job. Um, and so, yeah, of course, Ted himself, man thing, uh, is just another fellow monster being hunted by those uh, trying to get the coveted bloodstone. Um, and <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. He's his own version of a sweet baby swamp thing <laughs> and lovable at heart. Cause he really is. He's just like a yeah. big swampy swamp swamp. Yeah. He's get like out of my swamp. Swamp. Swamp Groot. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's worth mentioning that from Iron Man to Moon Knight, Jack has also teamed up with various superheroes and teams, including the mercenary group known as Night Shift. And of course the occult adjacent Midnight Suns, which is another oh, wow, yeah. buzzword group that we've been hearing a lot about. I know. Uh, so many groups. Yeah, because if they did that, that would easily be Punisher, possibly Doctor Strange, possibly Iron Man. No, Iron Man, no. Uh, Blade, Moon Knight, and him Yeah, would be... Pretty tight, pretty tight, man. I don't know. <sighs> and Elsa, if they wanted to. I suggest we just pass each other by. For love interest. So Jack has also had his fair share of flings for comic book fodder. Uh, fling or not, he <laughs> was once found in bed with Deadpool's wife. So Deadpool is so married. So hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's married to Shikla, Shikla, which resulted in a comical 
blow off of his head. So he basically grabs a gun and he blows off werewolf's head. That's so funny. Very comical version. So he dibble dabbles in, in that world a bit. Again, it's the occult adjacent. So um, that happens. But he's also had an actual affair with Martine Bancroft, a.k.a. Morbius's undead girlfriend. It's so funny. So this she, whole like vampire horror I know, side of right. Uh, it's so cool, but it's also like, I want to see them all together. But again, Sony has their their grasp on Morbius. Yeah. So we won't really get him, which is unfortunate because I think they could do some awesome stuff. Um, but there is one in particular that's worth noting as far as the comics go and his love interest. At first, I was like, God, there is there nobody? I couldn't recall. And then I was like, oh, there's one. And her name is Topaz. And so uh, the character herself, she has unknown origins. Topaz was raised by a sorcerer named Taboo and uh, joined Jack on many of his quote-unquote adventures in adulthood, even beholding the power to control him as a werewolf at Mm. times. So she had the whole like, sun's getting real low, big guy. (laughs) And she could control him when he was a wolf, which is unheard of. But again, occult adjacent. So... If you're raised by a dude named Taboo, <laughs> chances are <laughs> yeah. you might have some sort of power or incantation that can control a werewolf. Um, and so while she wasn't able to lift the curse entirely from Jack, she was successful with his sister, Lisa. So she was the one that actually like removed the werewolf, the lycanthropy from his sister, but she's not as lucky when it comes to him. Mm-hmm. She can't do it for some reason. Um, maybe it's, I don't know, something in the male genes. I don't know. Um, but Topaz has also had her fair share of run-ins with, uh, the mystical side of Marvel, having ties to Dr. Strange, Dormammu, and even Mephisto. When he, when is he coming to this? <laughs> yeah. That but so see, funny, that's even more to add to the pot, right? All these names are all occult adjacent. It's just so much going on. So it's so like, much. yeah. So it's like. Like, forget about multiverse. Like, there's still room for all these characters to come together in some way. Do you ever wish that maybe, like, I know us having a podcast on the MCU may think that we're MCU biased, but we've had our fair share of criticism on this pod where we were like, we criticize the MCU. Yeah. Instead of, like, like everything connecting, Mm -hmm. everything exists in the MCU, Mm -hmm. but what if it was just kind of like, like how Werewolf by Night is, where it's just that's it mm-hmm. and like they like like it doesn't have to because people are always like like oh where's the other superheroes in this or yeah. wh- well what are they doing so what's happening like why is why aren't thor and captain yeah America? yeah, some, yeah. Some, <laughs> like that like but it's like okay if this just exists somewhere else yeah. you know it's like the whole like you know the new york thing it's like this is happening in new york so where is yeah you know da, yeah, da, da, da. they even say it in secret invasion yeah like, They're like whoever, where are the avengers are the like avengers? where is everybody yeah. else and it's kind of yeah. like i just think people should just be like okay of like like it's fine if they don't like show up like they don't have to like yeah. it's, it's just his own singular story so like what if this story just remained how it is it's like it is story of werewolf and then but in this microcosm of a universe it's just mephisto and dab and yeah and, and elsa and everything but yeah. like you they don't have to bring out all these other yeah bring, bring in all these other characters i'd be okay with that I'd be 100% okay with that. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like a subdivision, right? Like a subgenre of like, instead of big picture, and maybe this is what Super Fanboy Guy meant. 
Like, instead of bigger picture MCU, everything's connected. Like, how about we yeah. stay a little connected and yeah. then just put them all together? I mean, I think, I also think like WandaVision was a good, like, a result of that too. It's like, it just, they just stayed in, in Jersey? Jersey? Was that Jersey? Jersey? I forget, I dude. <laughs> yeah. Small town. It's of, been a minute. <laughs> I know. But it's just kind of like, but it was like, it was okay that it was just happening there. Like, yeah, it, it was noticed globally. But it was just like, but it, but there was still was there still was like a full circle moment. So like I just I just feel like maybe like that's like the like the route they should go. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Or even like the Hawkeye thing. Like yeah. even Hawkeye. Like th- like I think the, the, those Phase Four shows were solid. Like if you didn't like them, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But like they were solid. They were like, contained. Yeah, they were very contained. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I was guilty of it. I mean, at the end of Hawkeye, we're like, like, oh, it's Christmas or. It's like, oh, they're in New York. Like, like Spider-Man would be good to just pop up, pop in here. Like, I was guilty of that. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like, he doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. But I know there's also like, the, yeah. like, people are also very logical. They're kind of like, wait, like, mm-hmm. how is Spider-Man like not yeah. like noticing this? Or sure. how, is, you know, because, because, yeah. you know, it's also Fisk. Yeah. So it's also like, uh, Dirt hello. Double. Yeah. <laughs> but I, which I get, which is totally understandable, but it's also kind of like, yeah. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like just let let, let people tell the stories like for what yeah. they did. Don't have to always try to find like a way in right. to bring in somebody. Like there's always going to be a way in to bring any character. Yeah. Always. And I think mm-hmm. that's like also the positive of the MCU. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be room for a character that maybe you can just throw in there. Yeah. Throw in there. Yeah. Like with like Yelena. Yeah. Like like it made sense for her to come in there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like but I don't know. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think they could do the same thing. They could approach it. So like that, you know, and it's kind of like, I mean, the speculation even continues right with the Eternals and how at the very end, like, you know, like, Oh, we might get the black Knight, you know, with, with Dane Whitman. Right. Yeah. And of course he has the sword and all that good stuff. And it's like, okay, he's a great segue into the occult as well. And so, all these things are like, oh, you know, like who was it at the end? Who talked to him? And it's like, well, it might not be anybody. It really might not. It might have been just somebody who was like, what did I don't remember what he said. But yeah. but all these opportunities to have these like again, incredibly subgenre, sub niche like characters come together in a way that doesn't have to lead to a big baddie. Like they don't have to all then come yeah. together and fight Dormammu. Like, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. don't have to, they can just have their own side quest yeah. of fighting a smaller big baddie. <laughs> and I would be great with that. Yeah. Like, that'd totally be dope. Fine, man. Yeah. You know, shorten the budgets. Yeah. Obviously like, yeah, we were just t- bring, t- talking to die today about the variety hit piece on Marvel and, mm-hmm. and it's very like, yeah, it's very fair. Like, yeah. Like spend a lot of money on the way that the way they've been doing things mm-hmm. for the runs of show and how they're pumping out all these shows, how much money they're spending on shows, mm-hmm. and you obviously can see the quality depending how you look at it. Yeah. So it's like, like yeah, and because everything is pretty much Marvel, you yeah. know, now and they're just pumping out content. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I hope they realize, and I think they have realized in some mm-hmm. capacity of like, like okay, maybe we need to kind of like step it up or step back dial it back dial it back mm-hmm. and like really see where we want to like aim yeah. with things but obviously control what you can control mm-hmm. um obviously with the strikes uh at least with the actor strikes mm-hmm. still going um yeah just dial it back and kind of just i don't know i feel like 
never feel like you have to reinvent something if yeah. something ain't like broke you know exactly. like obviously there are factors you can't control like with covid the mm-hmm. strikes mm-hmm. um now you're trying to kind of like get back into swing of things because mm-hmm. of because of covid mm-hmm. and then now with the strikes yeah. but then also like you've announced all these things mm-hmm. um but there's has been no traction mm-hmm. so it's kind of like where like where yeah do you go? like where are we going like yeah. where are you going like what do you want to yeah. do like yeah don't feel like you have to rush things. And then this whole like, oh, they're they reconsidered bringing back Iron Man and Black Widow, I and saw I'm that. like, and I was like, they literally have Yelena Belova. I was so I was like I was like oh my god yeah, like people know like I I love Marvel a lot, but yeah. also I'm also like I know when to be like no no. So yeah. like when I read that today, I was like dude please yeah, like, like no stop. You either you either die a hero yeah. or live long enough to see yourself <laughs> become a villain. It's exactly right. Where were we? <laughs> I know that t- was like we were at the table. That was almost the- like a borderline rant, yeah, and of like a self-realization of like, see, this is where <laughs> we're going. But yeah. oh, we we're talking about like how this probably if there was like this own microcosm of like mm-hmm. horror comic characters, yeah, it'd be great. Like, damn, like what if there was like like a like a like a a few month run of like. It's like it's the werewolf special, mm-hmm. and then there's like a, a man thing special, right? And then they and then they form the legion, and Makes, you're like, what? That's crazy. That's exactly and then you what just, they should do. And then you just end it. Yeah. And that's it. You don't have to bring it up ever again. Yep. And it's like people are like, what happened? And then people are like, what will happen to that? And it's like, that was it. Yeah. It happens. It done. They did their well, thing. Because again, people have that expectation of like, oh, we get Captain America for ten years. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't go for every character because yeah. people that, don't want but, that character for but 10 also, years. But also those deals were made at a time yeah, a of like time. where the MCU still had to prove themselves. Yeah. And, and also just contracts were different. Everything was different. So I think people have a hard time grasping that. That was the format then. This, this is exactly why there are strikes right now. Like it's the same issue. And it's, it's also so that they don't get to impose Chris Evans's face on Captain America without his consent for 10 more years. You know, it's, yeah. it's a lot of that. And, and it's unfortunately people are just like, well, I want to see. It's like, well, <sighs> can't please everybody. <laughs> I just feel like, but I know MCU, Kevin yeah. and them, they have like, like yeah. they have yeah. like how they want things pan out. But, but yeah. So I, I would love that they, they realize that there is like, value in doing this subgenre self-contained stories yeah i don't think it's gonna happen um, but i don't think it'll ever happen <laughs> but i mean I, I will say i think today after reading that variety piece mm-hmm. and i think there was that book that timeline mcu timeline yep, book i have it right here yeah i just got it and i i, I would see some highlights yeah. from um twitter saying like like oh like so like yeah. every, this is can't whatever so there was like a small part of me that like said i was like oh man this this is going to get too confusing. Like this is going to get, this is going to get, it's the comics. Per, it's going to get pretty overwhelming. And which is also fair. Yeah. That's how the comics are. Yeah. People are saying like, Oh my God, like it's, everything's so confusing. And it's yeah. like, da, 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 da. but then you look, if you go to the comics and, you, and then it's like, but I, th- ah. I think that people, it's another thing of like, people just need to let it go. Yeah. Like, if they're so hell bent on finding the errors, that's what leads to the yeah. Like, if you're if you're nitpicking things, oh yeah, to the no. to the to the to the Earth universe that's number, the, you're kind of like self destruction. Like, is. what are you trying to do? Here, oh yeah, dude? and so that's why people are just like people forget that this is still 2012 Loki, like <laughs> you know. And yeah, it's, I, I have to keep. It's really it's all of it in in hindsight is not that complicated. It's just that they've also done the thing where they're ahead of us. 
Yeah. It's 2025 in current time Marvel. So they're also doing that. But I I just think it's, I think everybody's just, I think everybody's having over anxiety issues with everything. (laughs) But yeah, give us the Legion. (laughs) Screw it. Give us the, give us, give us Morbius. (laughs) I I would take Morbius at this point. I still think Morbius wasn't even that bad. I think, I think what's his toes. Dr. Who boy was actually the worst person in that film. But um, but I think that they, this is the part of the, the corner of MCU that they're missing out on. Cause I think werewolf is also incredibly good, Yeah. but like our own listener said 57% of them didn't even watch it, yeah. which is unfortunate cause it's so good. It's short and it's self-contained. So if Marvel, if Marvel wanted to even do it, unfortunately the people aren't listening. And so it's, it's, or watching. And so it's kind of like, well, I don't know. So, you know, corporations, they see the big bucks. And unfortunately, uh, the right way doesn't always win at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. You hurt? Can I help you? No. Okay. But in other news, we were talking about Topaz. Um, so, so yeah, she, she has had... Uh, many of many of a run in with other mystical and occult adjacent characters in in the comics, um, but we don't see her in the MCU whatsoever. But I do believe, like I mentioned with Elsa, that I believe that the one person that Jack mentions that he remembered as a werewolf was Topaz. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we just got the idea that there may have been one person that he imprinted on or or remembered, and and yeah. So I, I that's my that's my guess and. Uh, it's another if you know you know i don't think they'll get into it but i mean that'd be pretty cool to see a little bit more backstory and more man thing and all that good stuff but uh as for notable adversaries uh yeah there's the you know aside the ones that we mentioned in his origins jack doesn't seem to have uh overtly consistent adversaries but mm-hmm. he's had some repeat encounters with familiar names like Sabretooth, Desmond Druid, uh, followers of the Darkhold, and uh, Vlad Tepish himself, a.k.a. Dracula. And then, um, as for the MCU, all of the other adversaries Jack encounters uh, seemingly have no comic book counterparts, actually. So all the people that we meet, all the hunters, they are all, as far as I understand, they're all original, original characters. So, uh, that. yeah, that includes Ver- Verusa Bloodstone, portrayed by Harriet Sansom Harris, uh, Joshua Joven, uh, portrayed by Kirk R. Thatcher, Azrael, portrayed by Eugenie Baudron, uh, Leon, portrayed by Leonardo Nam, and Brasso, uh, portrayed by Daniel J. Watts. And of course, um, additional credit to narrator Nick Wasserman, as well as Richard Dixon, who voices Ulysses Bloodstone. Um, very, very great cast. Um, yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised. There is another character named Azrael uh, in the comics, but it's, I am pretty sure it's not the same character. It's very, very different. Um, but that brings us to other versions and other media. So, uh, there's not really, it's not a variant per se, but I wanted to bring him up. There is uh, another version of the character. Um, so like other, like, you know, there's like Miles and Peter, for instance. There is another werewolf. And so um, he's also taken the moniker. Uh, his name is Jake Gomez. Mm-hmm. He's half Native American, half Mexican. And he's actually transformed by Native American supernatural power 
Uh, shout out to Native, Native American uh, History Month, by Woo. the way. Um, yeah, and so he's he's actually the picture that I used earlier, like in our doc, Jeff. He's the one that looks like an actual uh. lichen wolf. Um, he hasn't made that many appearances, though. I think he's only had like oh, just over a handful of comic book appearances um, to date. But he is another werewolf in the universe. Um, and then aside that, uh, yeah, you know, like we mentioned at the top of the show, there is a color version of the TV show itself, um, despite being originally produced as color. Um, so there's this whole thing in the director by night that, uh, or some article that I read that Giacchino had always kind of wanted to do it in black and white because of the tone of the and the nature of the story but Kevin Feige was so uncertain that it would work that he made him film it in color so it was treated for black and white after the fact they realized oh the black and white is better <laughs> released it first and then the colored version that we see now is more or less the original version mm. um so yeah so that's that's kind of an interesting fact for the the special and then as for almost was Absolutely no one. <laughs> um, so uh, like many of the talent in recent years, Gail was um, handpicked by director Michael Giacchino himself. He didn't even audition before accepting the role. Uh, and he even did research on werewolf mythology to prepare for the role. So he really went like deep. He leaned in real, real fast after, you know, Michael called him up and was like, hey, I have a project in mind. How are you? Are you interested? Yes. I am interested. Of course. And he took it. And uh, yeah, it was that was done deal. Um, which is funny also, uh, you know, I've read on various sites that people, when when Gail got um, casted at first, people were speculating that he was the Jake Gomez version. Mm. And then they immediately they like debunked that by saying, no, he's Jack. So so I'm glad that he's the original, the OG. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um and then, uh, yeah, the future of the character in the MCU. We've kind of, I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about that, that in our in our yeah, rant. Yeah, um, um, and so <laughs> I did want to get to you know the book. So I did just get the, the the official timeline book because I was morbidly curious. I wasn't gonna buy it. I was like, eh, they'll probably have another version in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> but the the big question is. Where does Werewolf by Night sit on the official MCU timeline? So a number of theories online uh, by, you know, armchair sleuths have been put into place considering the year is never displayed in a definitive detail or sp spoken about yeah. by any of the characters. And you can't tell. You just can't tell. Like the black and white, you're like 1829. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I it, so. it seems like it, right? But... Again, some people online have cracked the code. And if you pay attention, you can actually find some key dates in, oh, really? in the special. And I saw them twice because I watched it twice. <laughs> but if you look in when when Elsa and Jack get stuck in the mausoleum with uh -huh. all the tombs, right? Yeah, yeah. You see all these tombstones, these headstones. And you can see that some of them have dates. And so the earliest, the, some of them have like... 1670 18 whatever yeah. but the latest date is one just above when elsa breaks the middle stone to get the key out mm. there is a date on the one just above i think it's bernadette or somebody yeah it said died 1986 that's interesting so that places the film at the earliest 
in yeah, 1980. Yeah, how can you tell from a grave from a right. from a cemetery? But if, it says like, dead. It could, it could yeah, go from died. like 17 whatever. Yeah. Day, yeah, but if the earliest yeah. or if the latest death that's there, yeah, exactly, is an 80s. Yeah, and it said died 1980s. Yeah, then there it is. So either right? they're in the 80s mm-hmm. or, or about they're entering the 90s. Yeah, so it could be. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's very interesting, and so <laughs> there is. There's also because it doesn't like, look like I, I legit was like <laughs> no. 1800s for sure. I know, I was like, like this is one of them old timey things, <laughs> yeah, like for sure, for sure. And it comes off like that exactly, especially if you think of the comic book origins as well. Like maybe he's not uh, Grigory, maybe he's not his great great grandfather, yeah. but it's it's that's how far the story feels. Yeah. And so uh, in the actual introduction, so they open the entire series itself with a picture of the Avengers and it leads down to these drawn, hand-drawn like historical notes, right? Yeah. And so on the page of Ulysses' death, so it's the last page of the journal that they actually show, the words, Eto chidor in ultima plenilunio ani. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> That's for my Latin friends. <laughs> I hope I didn't screw it up. It me it translates into and is killed on the last full moon of the year. So that's another indicative point of like okay. So where was this last full moon? So with its time timeline placement positioned after Thor Love and Thunder and the notation that Jack will turn into a werewolf on the first full moon of the new year, it's then deduced that the first full moon of 2026 is January 3rd. Uh-huh. So five nights prior to that is December 29th, 2025, which is when the special supposedly takes place. That's crazy. So to correlate that that <laughs> finding, I bought the book to see if it matched up. Do they say... It says. Oh, they actually they give they, they give a date. It's interesting. We'll get to that in a second. So it says, it says like, okay, I have the book in my hand. So let's say, let's say, okay, we're in 2025, right? In the MCU. In yes. the MCU, we're in the 2025, and so Kamala Khan becomes Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Thor, uh, Love and Thunder ha- occurs. Yeah. And then you turn the page. Uh, you turn the page again (laughs) (laughs) and it says fall 2025, the hunt begins. So werewolf unleashed is fall 2025, which is more or less December. I guess it's late December. It could be like, Oh, it could be like September, Mm. September. Yeah. Depends the calendar. Nine to 12, nine to 12. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But which is very rare for this book. There is a Ms. Minutes at the bottom of this little category, because this is right before the Guardians special. So the Guardians Christmas special happens after Werewolf by Night. Yes. On the timeline. Yes. Oh, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> like not in release schedule, but like in oh, history, okay, okay, okay. in MCU history. So there's a little, there's a little Ms. Minutes and it says TVA alert. These events seem to occur in 2025, but magical influences can make stuff like this hard to pin down. Wow. So. <laughs> so we don't know. We don't know. It could be an alternate universe. That's crazy that but they even like added it, that. They added it. And so I, cause I, I wasn't willing to just settle for it online. I was like, no, I need to get the book and feel physically and, and like actually see, oh, it's printed in here. It actually happens at this point on the timeline. So 
somewhere between That's crazy. Yeah, somewhere between late September and December is when Werewolf by Night happens after after Love and Thunder. So after Jane Foster dies, here comes Werewolf by Night before Peter Quill finds out that Mantis is his sister. It's so <laughs> How many writers does that book have? Did you ever get it? Did you ever get it? Like no, I haven't. I haven't properly looked at it. Yeah, there is a foreword by Kevin Feige. I'm sure there's at least twenty five. Like what? Like (laughs) what? Like like what was it? Like Panic Room? Like was was like oh the War Room must be yeah like like what war like who was in that War Room to be like guys like and this is the Charlie Day meme just like but you know it exists right like you know it exists like someone had to meticulously yeah. Like put these dates and be like, exactly. like, oh, does this mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this happened. You're yeah. like, ah. Well, it's great because it's the speculation is quelled. Like it goes all the way to the end of now. So where does the TVA stand? I think they have that. Do they? Because they time start exist there. <laughs> That's a trick question, right? Because at the question. at the very end, so this all happens, right? I'm gonna flip through this book. This all happens Jeez. in chronological That's order, like right? Thirteen years of just, but. It starts, the timeline itself starts in this book, 5000 BCE. Eternals? When the Eternals arrive on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes by every major year down to the season all the way through the 80s, the 90s. That's a coffee table book right there, man. Right, that's why it's on my coffee table. All the way, the last date I believe is spring 2025. Winter 2025. The last known documentation is the Christmas special. So that then brings us to Guardians. So volume three is not on there. Volume three is not in here Okay, yet. so a lot of the phase, and towards the end of phase five is not in there. It's Quantumania. Quantumania is Quantumanium last. onward is not. Okay. That's so fair. that means that all the Loki stuff happening now. Is but I also feel latest. like the Loki. I feel like the TVA stuff is just is yeah. just purgatory. Yeah, I because agree. technically the TVA doesn't limbo. Yeah, limbo. Yeah. That's my I like right. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's interesting. I I'm curious if they'll ever. I mean, but again, it's one of those delightful scenarios where they don't have to justify anything. It can just float on the timeline, and it doesn't matter because it's so. It could be from the 1800s. It could be from 2025. Who knows. I'm okay with it. Does See, it's it- stuff like that. See, that, 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 <laughs> that made me put like a happy face. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It's great. You it's super cool. It. Yeah, it's, but then you think really about cool. like all these projects that have happened. You're like, okay. Yeah. If they just dial it back even yeah. like 20, even like 10%. Yeah. It'll be fine. Like it's it'll fine. It'll be fine. Everyone's just hysteric. Two to three movies a year, hysteric. two shows a year. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I think they're fine. I that's think, literally it. Though you I don't think, have to be yeah. like, no, we need to get in. It's like, no, yeah. shut up. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one's going to listen to us, but shut up. <laughs> so suggested reading. Uh, this was tough because there is a lot of good content and there also is not as much as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character does make a lot of um, cameo appearances. But if you want the overview of who Jack Russell is um, or just Werewolf by Night in general, if you want to read a little bit more about um, Jake Gomez as well, uh, you can start with 2009's In the Blood uh published under marvel max so it's a different take it's sort of like a reboot in a weird way Mm -hmm. but it's obviously super duper bloody super duper chaotic version of the character um 2011's legion of monsters like i mentioned featuring the characters previously mentioned and they're all there for a good time really fun book 
1983 run of Moon Knight, which I mentioned, they have that short crossover and it does kind of allude a little bit more into the the curse uh, that Jake encou- Jack encounters um, with the satanic cult. And of course, the 1972 run of Marvel Spotlight focusing on Werewolf by Night, specifically issues two through four, uh, which do pretty much cover Jack's entire 18th birthday when he becomes a werewolf onward. And his uh, weird stepdad uncle. (laughs) Um, But that said, thanks for listening. Uh, Next episode, yeah. So like I said, I'll finally be done with Spider-Man 2, the game. So we'll discuss all the good things. And then after that, on the heels of the Marvel's release in theaters, we'll be covering the one and only Monica Rambeau. So yeah, that'll be good. Uh, and then last but not least, a weird Groot salute to Jenny, Robin, Eve, Ashley, Sherry, Nats, Katie, Andrea, Edgar, Tyler, Melanie, Ed, Andrew, Claire, Laura, Ariel, Chris, and Joe Liz. Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Woo! Once again, thanks for listening. We will catch y'all in the next one. See you later. Bye! Bye.